Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of An Ocean of Ontological Light, and I'm your host, Ron Wright. Uh, today, I'd like to talk about um, a very basic thing in our spiritual walk, and that is about uh, placing our awareness. So essentially, if you get to the bottom uh, core of most spiritual practices, whether we're talking about prayer or meditation or worship, any of those sort of things, um, there's a, a common basic denominator, which is what we are doing is placing our uh, awareness on spirit. So I want to talk to you a little bit about this because it's, it's a very practical matter and it really comes to the very heart of our spiritual practice. So there's really no uh, deep or difficult secret to developing spiritually. We all have uh, what we would call the, the primary tools. Um, so the primary tool is our spirit, um, which connects us with God, and it has an essential nature, which is awareness. And the path of spirituality is simply to be attentive to the spirit and the awareness that we sense there in any given moment. So our spirit is, is really our essential nature. It's, uh, you might call it your truest or your deepest self. It's the place where we subsist with Christ in God. So the spirit is the deepest part of ourself, and it is joined to the spirit of God, and that is the essence of our spiritual life. The awareness that we find there is awareness on a completely different level than, let's say, the mind. Uh, it is a deeper awareness. Um, it is an awareness of direct connection with God. So um, your spirit is really the, uh, we could say it this way, I guess, spirit is the inness of God. The deepest part of God is his spirit, and the deepest part of us is our spirit. And the Bible reveals that God's spirit dwells in our spirit, and together they form the spirit of our, of our sonship. So when we are putting our awareness on our spirit, we are putting awareness on the inness or the inside of God, his thoughts, his deep feelings, his truth. And so when we do that, we reflect uh, an identity in us that isn't constructed by the things of the world. It's not contrived or based on any earthly scripting that we've received. It is an identity that is prior to anything that we learn in the world. Uh, spirit is pure being. It's our essential union with the divine, and our spirit participates in the oneness with God's infinite life. So this is why we want to put our attention on spirit. It gets us immediately to the truth of who God is and the truth of who we are in one activity. So spirit, and when I use the word spirit um, in the Bible, for example, the translators um, discriminate between God's spirit and human spirit by whether or not they just capitalize the word spirit. So a capital S on spirit is referring to God's spirit, and a small s is referring to our human spirit. That's what the biblical translators uh, did in translating the New Testament. Um, the truth is that um, there's no distinction like that in the Greek. There isn't capitals. 
So translators had to figure out whether a particular text was referring to God's spirit or whether or not it's referring to the human spirit. Now, you, if you read Romans chapter 8, you'll see in that chapter some distinctions like that. You'll see where translators refer to the Holy Spirit with a capital S and to the human spirit with a small s. The reality is the, the why that's so somewhat uh, confusing or uncertain to translators is that really the two things are one, and that really is what the revelation of our rebirth is all about, that there is no longer a separation between God's spirit and our spirit. They've become a union, if you will. They've become a fellowship of one thing. And so that is the essence of, of uh, spirit. So spirit has its own awareness, which is uh, much deeper and more direct than mental attention or, or thought. Um, our spirit's awareness is intuitive. That means uh, it knows things directly or instantly without any kind of rationalization or process to think. Our spirit, another part of our spirit's awareness is it's communive. In other words, it holds fellowship with the life of God. There's a communion of life there. Our spirit also has the awareness of uh, virtues. That is, it shares, our spirit shares in Christ-like qualities. So when you take those three things together, our spirit is intuitive, it has communion, and it has conscience. Those are the primary aware awarenesses of our spirit and gives us direct information and knowledge of God that isn't just uh, rational. It's more experiential, it's more direct, it's participatory. So that's why, really, all that we ever need for our personal self-realization in the spiritual life comes from practicing an, a loving awareness on our spirit as the central reality of who we are and where God is dwelling with us. So being aware of spirit really is what I like to think of as kind of the primary path to awakening in a real knowledge of our true identity and awakening out of what I would call our egoic identities based on social scripting. So those two identities are worlds apart. Who we think we are in this world based on scripting versus who we know we are based on our spirit's awareness and our relationship with God. So that's why it is said that really the, a true spiritual path is really never about adding something that you're missing, but undoing what we've learned. We've learned a wrong identity. And so the way of undoing that identity is paying attention to our spirit and letting ourselves reform our identity based on what we sense and see and understand in our spirit. So authentic spirituality is, it always comes back to this kind of primacy of developing better awareness of God's spirit in our spirit. Many people, you know, they try to attain better awareness through a lot of elaborate spiritual practices, <laughs> you know, um, but really focusing on techniques of prayer or techniques of meditation or any kind of other spiritual ritual is kind of really missing the point. So 
For example, if, if you're going to go to the store to get some milk, okay, there's probably a thousand walking techniques or uh, driving techniques to, to get from your house to the store. But it's not the techniques of getting to the store that's important. The, the goal of the journey is just to get milk. So whether you walk, bike, or drive, or, or have other techniques of getting to the store, the goal of the journey is just to get milk. So our techniques of prayer and meditation and other spiritual techniques, those are just methodologies. The goal is, right, to get the milk, or in spiritual sense, the goal is to place our awareness on God in our spirit. So even though there may be a thousand different practices of prayer and meditation, and they all have benefit probably to some degree, and we probably even in our spiritual life transition between different kinds of prayer, different kinds of meditation. But really, the goal of all of them is just to place our awareness on spirit. You really only have to be receptive to what has always firmly and authentically been in place inside of you since birth. You came here with a spirit that connects you to God. God's breath is in you. It might be, and often is, helpful to get some practical instructions on methodologies of prayer or meditation from somebody who knows about it, but what really is of primary importance is really just developing your own awareness. You know, when you and I showed up here at birth, we didn't come with a prayer shawl. We didn't come with a holy book, a rosary, a meditation cushion, or a compass facing east. No, no, we... What the universe decided, what God decided is all that we needed was a spirit that directly connects us with him. See, and that's all we need to find the truth, to love the truth we find, and to live by the measure of our love. So developing spiritual awareness will lead you to know that you really are not separate from God, that you are Nothing in particular that is like in your humanity, but you are everything spectacular in your inner being with the divine. And that's what your spirit reveals to you. It's the place of your personal liberation. Who you really are in your spirit is a very spacious and indefinable reality. So adherence to the intuitions and awareness of our spirit rather than the mental dogmas of religion is really a, a better platform to, to build spiritual development. Since what you and I are, are not the concepts that we believe, but the awareness that intuits your essence, you have to kind of go beyond just mental concepts or beliefs if you're going to directly experience God. And that's really what I'm aiming for here in these podcasts on a notion of ontological light. I'm trying to bring you into a direct experience of God in you. Something that, yes, scriptures helps with rites and rituals and prayer and meditation techniques, all are beneficial. But I want you to I want to bring you into a direct experience with God. And this happens with the primary tool of your own spirit in placing your attention there. Since, you know, what you and I are is really before 
concept, any concepts arise or any beliefs are thought about or any rituals are practiced. Um, before any of that arises, what we are is a spirit and we're dwelling in God. And that is the very essence and foundation of building a relationship with him. Right? So since what you are is before any concept arises in you, how could you reside in the direct experience of any truth only through your mind's intellect? It, it can't be done. The mind is not primary. Spirit is primary. Most people are, you know, quite frankly, just kind of lost in an egoic identity of the mind that's been constructed and scripted by their upbringing in the world. It's, it's nobody's fault, but that is the reality that we are all facing in our spiritual journey. We've been scripted from childhood to see the world in a certain way, to see ourselves in a certain way. And all of this is mere mental belief, mental concepts that we've learned. But our spirit is more ancient than that. It goes back to before scripting. And it, it is the marker of where you and I are united to God and, and share in, in his life. So as most people are lost in their mind with false concepts of kind of like a, a different or a separate self, they begin to take their identifying markers in this world as really a description of who they are. And that's just a way of being really lost. <laughs> when we look to others or when we look to some other mental constructs to define who we are, we lose the validation of who we really are from our spirit. You are not the, the qualities of what the egoic mind says that you are. You're not the qualities that you've been led to believe. They're just a byproduct of the personality. So let your personality play its game in being useful in this world, but it's all in good fun and it's necessary to have uh, a personal identity in the world, but you don't need to be attached to that identity. There's something deeper, something more eternal, something more filled with life and joy and peace in the presence of God. And who you are there is on a much larger scale that not only can you experience and have a revelation of, but you can live in its reality every single day. Who you are inside is really the brightest eclipse of your temporary identity in the world that you will ever know. And when you wake up to this revelation of who you are in your spirit, it can be a little blinding at first, you know? It's like you've been living in a little shack in the dark your whole life, and then you find out there are no walls or doors or boundaries to the sunlight world that is really your real home. And all of a sudden, all that light comes shining into you. The, you can be really disoriented by the sheer brilliance of that light. And that's the same about when you find who you are in your spirit. The sheer brilliance of that light uh, and the immensity of that can, can be a little disorienting in your spiritual life. But part of our spiritual practice is learning to realize that we are in that light. That really is the definition of who we are. And we can learn to become comfortable, not only comfortable, but learn to enjoy being in the light of our true identity. 
when this happens to you, when, when you get out of your egoic identity and come down into your spirit and realize God's presence there and find your identity in that, all of a sudden, so much of the drama in your life that kind of circled around your ego's fearful identity, all of that just kind of falls away like the illusion it is. You realize the, the vanity and the shallow veneer of all of that drama that uh, circulated around your ego and your ego's identity. Now, the other side of the story is a lot of people are going to think it odd that you no longer kind of run with them and uh, their fearful herds into the worldly attention, you know, that surrounds us here in this world. And that kind of maybe when you discover your true identity, you no longer want to participate in the things you used to. You no longer find them interesting when you find your yourself in the light of God. And, you know, you become kind of cheerfully and blissfully awake to a whole new world of fullness that kind of leaves you rather bored with the world's fads and passing amusements. And you have to make it make an adjustment to that. It is a little bit of a shock to the system when the things you used to care about so much suddenly are just to you, vanity, because you found a much deeper, more permanent reality. So, you know, in contrast, though, that to the popular view that spirituality will make you so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good, I do want to assure you that the opposite is, in fact, the truth. See, your humanity and your human experience after enlightenment becomes even more precious than ever. Awareness of your spirit and your identity there, really it heightens everything experienced in the warmth of this humanity and the softness of our open heart. And we become kind of fragile, but refined by grace. When we are aware of spirit, everything we view through that lens becomes a kaleidoscope of wisdom and beauty. Awareness kind of unlocks the truth of things, and heightens its beauty and reveals a, a depth to things that you just didn't realize or didn't know before. And this is all a part of the journey from our egoic identity in our mind to our spiritual identity in our spirit, where God awakens us. You know, I believe that the most unexplored thing in our universe is actually not the stellar heavens or the vastness of space, but the very innerscape of the human spirit that awareness there alone can reveal. And this is the joy of a, of a spiritual journey, isn't it? That we become inner cosmonauts, if you will. We become inner astronauts. We take um, our spirit and we go in to investigate this immense capacity in us where we're related to God and God speaks to us and we speak with God and there's a union of our life with his. And, and in that space, literally, you and I are as big as God is. So my challenge to you today would be to learn the practice of putting your attention on spirit. You don't have to have a formal spiritual practice to do that. And what I mean by that is you don't have to be in formal prayer or a formal meditation situation. You can place your awareness on spirit doing the dishes, doing the laundry, going for groceries, 
getting that bag of milk I mentioned, you can you can do uh, anything in life, but place your awareness on spirit, and suddenly you become rooted in the basic spiritual practice that helps you grow up spiritually, uh, put off egoic identities, and find a revelation of who you really are in God. So let's be a generation that kind of changes the world's exploration programs. How about we, we take away those that billion-dollar budget from NASA and, and instead we turn exploration over to the awareness movement of mystics like you and I who can unveil better worlds to inhabit on the inside. You know, if you think the technologies that could take us into space and explore other worlds are profound, let me tell you something. Wait until you see what higher consciousness unlocks in the latent powers of our God-given spirit. I don't even think it's entered into the heart of man, the latent abilities and powers that await us in the future. And even now, as we begin to turn our attention on our spiritual identity and there walk with God and find out who he really is and who we really are. So thank you very much for joining me today on this episode of An Ocean of Ontological Light. I hope this has been stimulating. I hope this has made you think about some things and most of all encourage you in your particular walk with, with God. And as always, take a deep dive into your own interior reality. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining. And heaven's